0: So the number one rule of, phys- of, of uh, self-leadership or leading yourself is you, you physically need to take care of yourself. Number two, you gotta set goals. You need to set goals on where you're going in your life. You need to have physical goals, you need to have personal goals, and you need to have professional goals. You need to set those goals and execute them. Southwest
1: Florida is one of the most beautiful places on the planet to live. For those of you that are thinking of moving from other states to come to Florida, or even just moving to a different part of the state, I want you to think of a big, beautiful luxury home. Contact Legacy Luxury Builders. They are a family-owned and operated luxury residential construction company. As a family-owned business, they believe in the power of building not just homes, but legacies. Contact Legacy Luxury Builders. It's a nightmare of feeling like you'll never measure up, of constant second-guessing and self-doubt. It eats away at you and destroys your confidence. I've been there too, feeling like I didn't belong on the field with my teammates, but it doesn't have to stay that way. I used to compare myself to everyone around me. I thought that no matter how hard I worked, I'd never be as good as the other guys. It killed myself self I now help athletes develop elite mindset, so comparison no longer controls them. We teach techniques to cut out the negative self-talk and unlock your full potential. Imagine stepping into the box when it counts the most and feeling totally confident in your ability, feeling invincible instead of insecure, ready to seize the opportunity instead of shrinking from it. That's the mindset I help athletes develop. Don't waste another minute on comparison and self-doubt. Take control of your mindset and become the confident, unstoppable competitor you were meant to be. DM me be comment below started with badge and transformed.
0: Social media is a critical part of your game. Our easy to use app takes the hassle and guesswork out of posting and our innovative marketing strategy will get you noticed. It's time to break away from the crowd and stand out. Start your athlete narrative today.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast of Determined Society. Happy to report today's just not any day. It's not just any episode. This is our century mark, our 100th episode. So I want to thank you all for your listenership, your support, your love, and reviews, and just sharing the message and just diving into these amazing guests that we have. So today I have with me a showstopper, guys. I have with me a motivational speaker, a retired Navy SEAL. Two-time New York Times bestseller for the Trident and the book Overcome. He is a recipient of the Purple Heart, a TED Talk speaker, and he's a peak performance and mindset coach. I have with me Jason Redman. What's going on,
0: brother? Tom, what's up, man? What's up, peeps? Yeah, he's here. He's here, y'all. No bad days. No bad no days bad is here. Bad days, baby. You are alive. Oh, thankful. You're still
1: breathing the free air. You know, it's so crazy. I I was I was talking to one of my athletes the other day. And he was talking about all the scary things that might happen to him on the baseball field. I was like, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? He's like, well, I could get shelled. I mean, you know, I can get my tits lit and balls are flying out of the ballpark. I'm like, no, bro. The worst thing that could happen to you on the baseball field is you could die. And he goes, oh. And he goes, I said, so when you wake up in the morning, just when you're breathing that free air, right, uh, just be grateful for the miracle that that is. Yep. Right. So, but dude, 100th episode and here you are. I love it, man. Dude,
0: well, let's, let's, set, uh, it, man. let's do it. Yeah, we'll get into, uh, let's get into. Uh, we'll get into it.
1: Stuff. First, mm-hmm. like big, big thank you to Amberly Lago for connecting us. Right. Yeah. yeah. She just went I'm on. A, a,
0: I saw she was just on with Ed Milette not that long ago. So pretty awesome. Yeah. She landed that, which is amazing. Ed and I, I, I we keep missing each other. Mm-hmm over like yeah. a year and a half. Although to go on his show, I think it's really important as an entrepreneur out there, as an athlete, when you go on someone's show, I always think about, you know, what am I focused on? And, and I like being in a position in my life that I've got something new or something big that I want to talk about. So I think yeah. uh, timing is always critical in this life.
1: And we, you know, we talked a little bit off air. We both have some big things coming and uh, it's exciting. So, but anyway, man, I'm Jack to have you here. And, uh, you know the audience is going to get a ton out of this conversation they've been begging for a, a current or former navy seal for a very long time and i'm i'm happy to after 100 100 episodes or 99 episodes i'm i'm getting it right for him so we're we're doing something over here but uh but man listen for those for those that are listening that may not know your complete story you know give them a little bit of a peek behind the curtain where you started in the military and and the things the type of things that you went through and, and what you're doing now
0: yeah, so I um, I pretty much always wanted to be a seal. I always wanted to be in the military. I kind of settled on becoming a seal when I was about fourteen and went down that road. Um, 1992, I was still in high school and joined joined the Navy in high school. As soon as I graduated, headed to boot camp, all with the the goal of becoming a seal. Um, went to seal training in 1995, and uh, this was pre 9 eleven. So you know, we used to call it war chasing. You know, you would you would pick SEAL teams or where you could go depending on hot spots in the world. Some guys would go to the team that was doing stuff in Bosnia because there were skirmishes happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the team that was focused on Central and South America, and because uh, there was a lot going on with the, the drug wars back then, we were um, so I went there and. Uh, grew up in the SEAL teams running missions down in uh, South America, Central America, a lot of stuff in Colombia and Peru, which was pretty amazing, pretty exciting for a young kid to grow up and uh, be a part of all this. Did did really well and um, did really well. Got selected for a commissioning program, um, became a uh, got sent to school. While I was at school, nine eleven happened, um, mm. and when I came back to the SEAL teams as a young SEAL officer, uh, the world had changed. Um, you know, like like many companies, teams, whatever it is, sometimes we'll do things a certain way, and suddenly the world would change. COVID's a great example of this. COVID mm. was a world changing event. It changed. Many companies went out of business. Many companies had to totally change their model. Many people did one industry and suddenly had to change. And now they're running a whole new path. So for the mm. SEAL teams, 9-11 changed the way we did a lot of our tactics and the way we did things. So when I came back as a new officer, um, <laughs> I thought I was God's gift to leadership. And I thought I knew mm. all these things and uh, pride and ego got in the way. Um, the world had changed the way we did things changed. I suddenly was a guy who really had no combat experience or minimal. And, uh, I was suddenly leading a whole bunch of guys who had combat experience and, and with new tactics and new ways of doing things. And instead of humbling myself and saying, Hey man, I don't don't know how to do this. I ended up kind of stepping on my toes and damaging my credibility as a leader. As humans, we have this great propensity when we're struggling, uh, to start, nursing or self-medicating, numbing the pain. And I started doing that. You know, the military is a uh, heavy drinking community. And I only added fuel to that fire, which further eroded my credibility as a leader. Because, you know, in our off hours, I was, you know, hitting the bottle a lot. Kicking him back, baby. Yeah, which was damaging my credibility, and uh, all of that culminated with a bad call on a mission in uh, Afghanistan in 2005, September of 2005, after the Operation Red Wings mission, So, uh, which is the lone survivor story for anyone who may not know that that reference, uh, yeah. which was my troop. So anyways, why do I bring all that around? Because it is really where I was uh, reborn. Uh, the name of my book, The Trident, The Forging and Reforging of an Navy SEAL Leader, th- this reforging <laughs> occurred because I, I hit rock bottom. Uh, mm. Making that bad call on a mission almost got me kicked out. There were guys that wanted me kicked out. Wow. And uh, thankfully, I had some great leaders who believed in me and gave me an opportunity to rebuild myself. And I had to come back and kind of reinvent myself as a as a young leader, humble myself, uh reinvent how i led reinvent uh some of the systems that i have in my life and i think systems are really important whether it's in your life or it's in your business uh creating systems and that structure and discipline these were all the things that i had to build within my life as i rebuilt back my reputation and credibility within the seal teams which is pretty difficult to do we are a hard community if you fail um, you know i know a lot of guys who have failed who just left I'll be honest, I thought about that, but uh, but I didn't. I stayed the course and rebuilt myself over a couple of years to find myself back in a pretty amazing troop that was operating in Iraq in 2007. Um, Iraq was... uh, uh, had just kind of imploded when we got into Iraq in September, or I'm sorry, in uh, April of 2007, Um, just really almost a civil war, proxy war with Iran, Uh, a lot of different insurgents groups running around on the battlefield, trying to go after us, Um, a lot of corruption, a lot of issues, you had Al Qaeda, you had uh, the Sadr militia out of Baghdad. So anyways, our team was navigating all those different things, got into a lot of gunfights, but running the new systems in my life really helped set myself up for greater success saw a lot of combat, performed well, and got myself all the way back up to where at the end of that deployment, we were only one week from going home. And uh, I really had managed to do it. I had, I had built myself back up, uh, was selected you know, for my next leadership positions uh, and actually had been approved to screen for our next tier SEAL team. And that's what I was coming back to do. Uh, and we got tasked on a final mission uh, to go after the number one leader for the Al-Qaeda organization in the western province of Iraq. And on that mission, my team and I walked into a very well-executed ambush. Uh, mm. Myself and multiple team members were all shot up. I was hit um, eight times by an enemy machine gun between my body and body armor, um, including two rounds in the elbow, which effectively destroyed my elbow. I uh, took uh, rounds off my body armor, my right side plate, rounds off my helmet, um, Actually, I have my helmet right here. So, took a round right in the forehead of my helmet. Yeah. Uh, took uh, rounds off my gun. Turned to try and get out of uh, this uh, line of fire. I had my night vision tube shot off and took a round right in the face. Uh, that hit me right in front of mm-hmm. the ear. Traveled through my face. Took off my nose. Blew out my uh, cheekbone. Vaporized the orbital floor. Broke all the bones above my. Broke my jaw. Shattered my jaw. Knocked me out. And. uh, Thankfully, you know, I owe my life to my teammates and the AC-130 gunship that brought in the closest fire mission ever executed in the Iraq War, and, uh, and my team did a great job of, of fighting, getting me back, getting a tourniquet on me, and we continued to navigate that situation until we we got out of it. But that uh, that started a whole new journey, and uh, uh, which is interesting. I often tell people that be thankful for the hard times you go through. Um, and embrace them and lean into them because the reality is they're building you for something better or harder further down the road. That's the reality. Everybody wants to whine and complain. And yeah, granted, hard times suck when you're going through you know the misery, when you're going through the pain. It sucks. But you don't build an overcome mindset in the easy times. And that leadership failure that I went through in that two-year journey of building myself back up against, you know, the naysayers and the haters and having to really rebuild my credibility set me up for tremendous success when I was wounded. Because I remember laying in that hospital bed thinking to myself, you know what, this sucks. Yeah. But you just finished walking the hardest journey you've ever walked. All the rules that you put into effect, the new leadership rules, lead yourself, lead others, lead always, all that applies right here in this hospital bed. So quit your whining, let's go, drive forward. And uh, that kind of launched a whole new journey, um, which led to the sign on the door and a whole bunch of other things that have carried me forward to recover, finish my military career, um, you know, launch these books, launch multiple companies a nonprofit and get me to where I am today, you know, speaking all across the country on leadership and resilience and, and building myself as an entrepreneur.
1: Dude, so there's so many things there, man. So I want I want to rewind right all the way to the, the, the leadership mistake, right? No, I don't want to get into detail with it. It's, it's fine we can leave it there. but I really want to talk about you know, you oh, mentioned okay. I'm it. glad to
0: get into detail yeah, on so it. let's Not see, talk about but have, it's time. What's that? I was gonna say that time is always a critical factor. So I will say this if any of you really want to know what happened in that story, Um, it's all in my first book, the Trident, uh, the Trident. Oftentimes I love it when people will, I love when people read the Trident and they'll say to me, they haven't read it before. And they'll say to me, Oh, you're a seal. You wrote a book. Did you write about buds and how awesome you were? I'm like, no, I wrote about how I was a fuck up and how I recovered and rebuilt myself.
1: I love it, dude. And
0: that shocks a lot of people. And I love it because people come back to me and they say, wow, man, that was not what I expected. It was so much more. And especially ego and arrogance is a really dangerous thing. I don't see it as often in women, but in young men, professional athletes, in, in the business world, you know, you start finding success. It's real easy to start thinking how great you are. And you're never as great as you think you are. And uh, I've had so many people that read my book and said, hey, man, my story, not the same as yours, but I followed the same path that led to my downfall. And I meet people who either never recovered, you know, crash and burn and never were able to recover from it. But they look back on that moment or the others that rebuilt themselves like I did.
1: Yeah, dude, I, I think the main thing is you talked about, you know, the two years from 2005 to 2007 where you were rebuilding your leadership brand. In who you were your credibility to your service members around you you know it's one thing to have haters from afar that don't know who the hell you are that aren't at the same level as you but when you have peers like in the seals that they're not believing you in anymore like that's a lot that's a big road to overcome right so can you walk the audience through a little bit of the strategies to kind of silence that that noise the the bad the bad stuff so you can start earning back that respect for your leadership and who you were in that two-year period because i think a lot of people go through this on a daily basis and they're just stuck and they don't know how the hell to earn that respect back
0: yeah a hundred percent so you know if you fucked up in this life maybe you got off course you made a mistake or you know you just failed i mean welcome to life i you know i I'm fascinated by these individuals who tell me I never fail. Well, yeah, you do. Everyone <laughs> fails. I mean, just, you know, or, or they'll say to me, they'll say to me, failure's not an option. I'm like, well, I hate to tell you it is an option. It is it an happens. option. People fail, fail all the time. I mean, we don't plan to fail, and we put yeah. good systems in place not to fail, but guess what? Uh, we have tier one units that have no fail missions that have failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you do when that happens? Well, you, you got to pick yourself back up, and you got to – drive forward that's the number one thing and what you when you fail you're in the spotlight or when you've made a mistake you're in the spotlight so first off you're always going to have naysayers and critics uh I did I definitely had guys that said I don't want that guy even in this day I mean I built myself back up probably 90% of the seal teams looks at me with respect and says wow that guy really did a great job you know, I love the fact he's out there talking about his mistakes in leadership. And there's probably 10% of guys that hate my fucking guts. No, and they badmouth me on social media. And, and they, if, if a company asks them, should they hire me? Absolutely not. That guy's a fuck fucker. Mm-hmm. Um, guess what? Welcome to life. You're never going to win everybody over. So you know who you need to focus on is you. That's yeah. it. And that's what I realized is um, it's going to take time. And the number one person that you need to be focusing on after any crisis, really at any time, it's my number one rule of leadership is lead yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to look in the mirror and say, did I do all the things that I needed to do, be the best version of myself? And, and, And that's physically, personally and professionally. And those three components of your life. And it doesn't mean perfection, because that's another thing I'm seeing out there. All the, it, I feel like we're in a race to perfection out there. I watch all these guys, you know, these influencers that are like, you know, I never drink a drop of alcohol, and I never miss a workout, and I never watch Netflix, and the only time I have fun is if it's, you know, inserted into a 15-minute block in my schedule, and yeah. give me a fucking break. You know, I, I love those,
1: dude. I, I, Jason, I hate to interrupt you, but I, I, you know, I see the same stuff that you do, man. And you see all the swipe throughs um, of why Netflix will never allow you to be a successful entrepreneur. It'll never allow you to make six figures. I make six figures in my life with my eyes closed, and, and I watch Netflix every night with my beautiful wife. Every night, because there's always a time and a place. But to your That's point, right. like, yeah, dude, I'm never going to slam anybody that doesn't want to drink, uh, because I think everybody has their their, their thing. Like I, I'm occasionally going to drink. That's just I'm a baseball dude. I'm going to have some beers, man. I can. I bet you if I was sitting right in front of you at one point in time, and we're in a barbecue, we'd probably go through a twelve pack together. I mean, each I, same. Each. You but, know, the question, there's, there's a time and a place. But like, but no, to your point, these influencers. Never miss a workout. Never drink a drop of alcohol. All they're doing, all they're doing, man, is and I'm not saying everybody, but a, a large majority of them are looking for those keywords that everybody's searching. Yes. And they're double down, They're double. They're going double down on their content, and it's
0: not real. It is bullshit. It is. It is. I I, let tell me tell you something, me. guys. I am real. Real. <laughs> I am real. I am. I'll same. be honest. Same. I'm a little bit off in my schedule right now. I I my workouts have suffered over the last month because buying this building and the grinding we're having to do, the level of money I've had to bring to the table that every time I turn around, uh, including this morning, the bank was like, bring more money to the table. I'm like, holy fuck, where am I gonna get this money from? Um, (laughs) Like, these are the things that have consumed me. But the difference is going back full circle, leading yourself is you figure out how to do those things. And you do it focused on, okay, I need to physically take care of myself, number one. I need to be getting good sleep. I need to be eating right. I need to be working out. Um, as a SEAL, critically important. If you're an athlete, it's critically important. But guess what? If you're a human, it's critically important. Because everything we do is built on, I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what business you run. It is dependent on this machine. You walk around in day in and day out. So the number one rule of phys- of, of uh, self-leadership or leading yourself is you, you physically need to take care of yourself. Number two, you got to set goals. Y- you need to set goals on where you're going in your life. You need to have physical goals, you need to have personal goals, and you need to have professional goals. And you need to set those goals and execute them. And and you don't need to, you know, you don't need to uh, showboat to the world on what you're doing. I, I really... I know that there are some people out there who, I mind my business the majority of the time. Mm -hmm. I typically don't reach out to, hey, I wanna work with this person or work with this person. If they wanna work with me and they reach out, I'm all about reaching out to them. But I pretty much grind and focus on my sphere of influence and making an impact and leading myself, making sure that I'm executing. Why? Because I know that it leads to the results that I'm trying to go after. And here's what happens. And and this rule of leading yourself came from a really pivotal moment for me. After I'd failed, one of my punishments was I got sent to US Army Ranger School. Mm. Um, and it was at Ranger School, I was struggling. Uh I was struggling, I was bitter, I was angry, I hadn't come to grips yet. I saw it as punishment and not as an opportunity to grow and get better. Yeah. And um And I started getting inside my head, guys, the most dangerous battlefield you'll ever walk on is right here, right here. This little voice in your head that talks all that shit all the time, uh, it it, it has ended more careers, more businesses, more relationships, more lives Mm
1: -hmm. than
0: any war that's ever been fought on this planet. And um, when I was in ranger school, that little voice was telling me it's too late it's too late. You'll never be able to recover. The guys will never follow you again. You're too big a fuck up. Uh, You know, all these lies. And um, I remember telling a key leader of mine, one of our most respected leaders, um, there's a lot more to this story, but for time, I'm going to compress it. I remember telling him on the phone, I said, hey, sir, captain, that the guys are never going to follow me again. I can't, I don't think I can do this. I don't think, uh, I don't think even if I graduate ranger school, the guys aren't going to follow me. They, they, And he said to me, Red, people will follow you if you give them a reason to. That's all leadership is. Mm-hmm. He said, so go crush ranger school, come back to the SEAL teams and give the guys a reason to follow you. That's it. That's self-leadership. You yeah. focus on yourself. You focus on being the best version of you. It doesn't mean we all get – fucked up in this life because we live in this comparison society where we all watch social media. Even I'm guilty, man. I'm guilty. I can get pulled into this hole where I, I scroll through and I'm like, oh my God, Pedro's cool is doing that. I'm not doing that. Sean French is doing that. I'm not doing that. You know? Yeah. Sean French just bench press 750 pounds. Yeah. Shit. You know, do you remember when you did that bench? It was great. Yeah, it was in my, it was in my dreams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you I'm only benching 135. You be- Whatever it is. But here's the thing. What's that? It was seven and a half pounds. I was was watching you. (laughs) But here's the thing. We all get caught up in comparison when the reality is what you should be focused on is how Mm -hmm. am I the best version of me? Maybe I'll tell you what, with my arm injury, I probably will never bench above 225, 235 pounds again. I'm just, I will never be able to do it because of my injury, but I'm okay with that. So my bench ebbs and flows based on what I'm doing. But guess what? I know that's where I want to be. I'm never going to be able to compete against somebody else. Same thing with, um, maybe you're a runner. I mean, at the end of the day, do you know you were putting in the effort to be the best version of yourself? Whatever your 100% is, the capacity you have within yourself, that's where you should be leading yourself. And here's what is interesting about that. When people see you're doing that, when I see Sean French is out there just killing it, you know, personally, professionally, physically, and he's the best version of himself, he's putting in the work, he's grinding, he's achieving those successes. He doesn't Put it out there on billboards. But, you know, when I talk to Sean, he's like, hey, man, these are my goals. I got this new coaching group I'm launching. I got this building we're going to buy. And these are the things that I want to do. And then six months from now, I find out, hey, man, we executed on that. God, it was a grind. Holy shit. I can't figure out how I'm going to figure it out. But we're there. People will follow you because people follow success. So if you are successful in your life, if you're effectively leading yourself, They will follow it. And that's what happened with me over those couple of years. I just focused on leading myself, which turns into leading others. I also focused on rule number three is lead always. And that means that in the the highs and lows and the good moments, whether I was at a bar, whether I was in my home, whether I was on the battlefield or whether we were in the training classroom, I was going to lead. And mm-hmm. and so many people out there want to pick and choose when they want to lead. You know, we want to lead when it's, you know, we have a joke in the SEAL teams. Everybody wants to be a SEAL on a sunny day. <laughs> everybody wants to be a leader when everything's perfect. Yeah. Uh, but leader, leadership is hard. Dude, it's, it's really hard.
1: And, dude, leading yourself is not freaking easy. And, and as you're going through this, I'm sitting here laughing because we are completely in alignment right now. Your schedule has been off. My schedule has been off for more than a month. I mean, I think it's been, I, I think I hurt my shoulder in, I would say probably August or September. And so it's been a challenge since then. I'm not my be- my best self physically, right? And so it's, I'm fighting to get back at it. And like today was the first day that I woke up at 4 a.m. to be in the gym at 4.30 for like the first or second time in 2023, I kept telling myself the story. It's okay to go at nine. Well, if I go at nine, I'm going to lift for an hour. Then I'm probably going to do a walk or interval run afterwards if I'm really getting after it, right? And now it's an hour and a half, two hours, drive home. Like I just burned two and a half hours in a critical part of my day that I could be building my freaking business and my brand, right? And so for me, I just kept telling myself the story that it was okay to do that. And what happened? My body changed in a not a good direction. My mind started to wither a little bit, right? And while I've kept up some momentum, I've done some things, and you and I have talked about it. You know, I have a TED talk in in March of you know, March 23rd of 2024. I'm excited. I had some wins, but I'm not firing like I should be firing, right? And so I know it's like, okay, I need to lead myself right now. Like I said to myself last night, like dude, no matter what, I couldn't go to sleep. I didn't fall asleep until 1 a.m. and and I'm sorry, but the thought of not following through with waking up at 4 a.m. for the first time in a long time scared the absolute shit out of me, and I couldn't handle it. So I'm like stumbling like that drunk guy to the front door to get to the gym. I'm like, this workout is gonna blow. I know it. I don't care, but I'ma show up. It was an amazing workout a great walk afterwards my nutrition's been on point i'm having this amazing conversation with you like dude i led myself today and, and and that's the thing people get so confused because they don't know the way back and they start doing the thing that you're talking about scrolling and comparing instead of saying okay that's like that's noise everything on that app is freaking noise everybody else's life is noise it doesn't matter and when you focus on just what you have to freaking do that day and you run that play and then the next play and the next play, you grow. And then now all of a sudden, you're not even seeing these people out here, but they're seeing you. And now they're in that, 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 that crazy loop of comparing themselves to you. So like again, and that's just done by executing what's in front of your face and not having these you know peripherals going on. So I feel you, man. It's super important. That's where people get caught up, right? They they do it for a day or two or up until 7 p.m. And then they give in to that temptation. They give in to different things. And, you know, I think they're losing sight of, you know, and some people don't know how great they're going to feel if they stick with it for six months to a year, whatever it is, like you said, physically, personally and
0: professionally. And if you get off track, then guess what? Get back on track. It's never too late. That's the thing. You know, I I try to, you know, people that I've coached, you know, they watch Jocko, they watch Goggins and some of these other people. And the moment they fuck up, they're like, oh, my God, I'm horrible because those guys are, you know, 100% disciplined all the time. Those guys never mess up. They're perfect. And I don't know Goggins. I've met him. I know Jocko a little but I don't, I don't sleep with that dude. I don't know what he does twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. So maybe Jocko is on hundred percent of the time. Yeah. I tell people if you can achieve ninety percent success, you are going to be more successful than the vast majority of the planet because most people out there most people who are just marginal even highly successful super successful people they're operating at about an 80% capacity so if you're operating at 90% you're going to be slaying the competition and you never know. And uh so when you get off course just focus on getting back on course get your compass out and say okay that's where I'm going let me get back on course it's never yeah, but
1: what, Here's what we do though right we shame we live in that guilt and shame now because they're comparing themselves once again yeah we live in that guilt and shame and they get in a, we start drowning in a pool of our own urine. Like, Oh, my God, I, I, I had a cheat meal and I had four pieces of pizza. And oh, my God, my macros are gone. So what? So what? Like you didn't get where you're at, good or bad, in like one meal. And it's not going to yeah. take you one meal to get better. It's going to be a compound effect. So if you fall off, don't let it snowball. Don't let it be an avalanche of bad decisions. Why can't it just be independent? right like that's real that's real leadership of yourself like okay cool that happened i had that cake okay probably wasn't ready for it but you know what i enjoyed it so but now i'm going to hop back on track yep. people aren't doing that man people aren't doing that so it's funny like it, it, when you when you have these conversations right you start to underst- i start to understand that my mind and my thoughts aren't far off of a lot of other people's. We're all thinking the same things. We all have the same struggles. The problem is who's being real about it, right? And I threw out that post today and I just, I threw it out. I'm like, I have been screwing up. Like today I took charge of my life again. You know, and and, and people got to really look into that, man. So I, I appreciate you speaking on that for sure.
0: Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Hey, it's never too late. Start leading yourself.
1: Yeah, man. The strategies awesome. of um, for the I want to recap that for the audience a little bit. Okay, so um, he came back based on three rules: leading yourself, setting goals, and always leading. Lead always. Well, right? lead yourself. Lead others. Lead always. Okay, got you. Okay, I thought the second I thought the second one was set goals, but that was no. Timing. It's
0: within setting goals falls under leading yourself. Okay, so make sure you're setting goals for yourself. Uh, Leading others is how do we uh, 75 percent of leading others comes from leading yourself. I mean, people are going to follow you if you give them a reason to. That goes back to that that advice that uh, Vince Peterson gave me. But um, yeah, leading others. So often leaders get confused and they think that telling other people what to do is leadership. But it's really not. man. it's influencing them and enabling them to be better. How do you help them grow? Um, you know, and, and man, if you can do that within your organization, within your team,
1: dude, leadership's all about insp- inspiration or creating the environment that others can feel inspired. And then also trust, man, if you're a leader and, and people don't trust you, you're not a leader, you're a manager. And, and the one thing about the world is they, there's a lot of people that don't understand the difference. They don't understand the difference. Like, oh yeah, I'm in leadership. I'm like, no, dude, you're a manager. Like if you're just managing numbers and, you know, as far as spreadsheets and you're holding salespeople to a certain quota and their number and what are they doing and how are they getting there? Like what's your business plan? That is not leadership, dude. That is not leadership. That is managerial skills. And guess what? People don't like that.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) there's a lot of, there's a lot of managers and, you know, not a lot of leaders when, 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 We initially did my book, The Trident. The subtitle was The Forging and Reforging. And uh, the agent wanted me to write The Forging and Reforging a Navy SEAL Officer because there weren't a lot of books by SEAL Mm -hmm. officers back then. And I said, no, man, I was an officer and I was a bad leader. Like, you know, you don't have to have a title. A title doesn't make you a leader. A badge, an emblem on your chest. A corner office, the car you drive, the amount of money in your bank account, none of that makes you a leader. Um, Mom, the title mom or dad, believe it or not, actually does make you a leader. Just so many people don't understand that. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's how you carry yourself, how you lead yourself, how you motivate, inspire others, how you provide them the resources so that they can be successful. And then how you maintain positivity in the face of negativity. Uh, Those are the things that make leaders.
1: It's an overall energy, right? I think the last one that you said is how, how are you responding to, you know, different things as a leader, right? Like failure and and losing. Man, your your troops or your people are going to look at you and see how you're responding, and then they're going to mimic it. If you panic, <laughs> they're going to panic, right? So it's super important to have just that, you know, like we talked about before, the blinders. That's where that's why horses wear those blinders so they can only see in front of them. You know what I mean? Like, that should be the only thing that we're focused on. So, if we're building a business, like you and I both are building massive things right now, right? Is like, if we look to the side, we're cooked. We are freaking cooked. Have to stay focused. Like you said, yeah. like, you know, like you have to be in that energy to where you are upbeat, you are leading yourself, you are doing the things that you need to do. And then everything, it's funny how everything just starts to kind of into place, right? It, it started for me with all these athletes. It's like, all of a sudden I'm getting, you know, messages after messages about these athletes, division one athletes saying, Hey, um, need to schedule a call with you. Like, all right, cool. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's, let's work. Right. And I just think it's because I started speaking my truth and not worrying about what the, what everybody else was going to say. And I've been a little more bold about it. Right. But that's leadership, but owning, owning who you are. And so, you know, it's it's important for people to understand. Like, stop trying to be other somebody else is what I'm trying to get at. Like, stop trying to be Red. Stop trying to be somebody else. Stop looking at a a Bedros and going, "Oh man, I want to be that." No, don't be Bedros. Use him as inspiration because he's a badass dude and a hell of a man, a servant of, of men. But don't think you need to be like him. Be yourself right? So I just, I think that's the most important part about leadership too, other than the things that you said is be you.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: You know, what else you got going on, man? You, you what's, you got any cool
0: speaking engagements coming up
1: or have you had any, uh, recently that you really enjoyed?
0: Um, man, I did a hundred events last year. So, uh, I did a lot of events, which enabled me to uh, obviously have the capital to to purchase this building. Um, So I I love speaking. I am honored, you know, to be able to go share my story with different companies and then make that relatable to them. Um, It's uh, it's always exciting. Um, I, I try to be a humble guy, so this always but you know in the beginning i would have a lot of people that would come up to me in the last several years and they'd say man best speaker i've ever heard hands down that's amazing Uh, i've attended you know you know i've been coming to these events for 20 years best speaker and i used to just i'm sure you tell every speaker that yeah but no i've come to figure out that that's not true so i'm i'm thankful and definitely kind of coming into my own on the speaker level to where i recognize that you know i actually talk about that uh for companies in 2024, we're doing a best speaker guarantee. If I'm not one of the best speakers you've ever brought in for your company, you only have to pay half.
1: That's awesome.
0: Um, yeah, so you pay your deposit. And if, it, you know, there are some stipulations where, you know, you can't just make up and say, oh, he was a shitty speaker. Okay, well, yeah, know, that guy sucks. and who was better because I want to go research them so I can figure out what they're doing so I can, uh, you know, so I can maybe use some of that stuff. But I enjoy speaking. I'm thankful for it uh we're launching our new business we're launching events i'm actually going to be launching speaker training in 2024. um i have probably done now closing in on five million dollars in speaking um i have built a a pretty amazing speaking company a great team Mm um i've written two best-selling books uh working on um you know i've got a planner so book number three and we have a deal with harper collins for book number four my wife and i are launch or be uh that's a relationship book so that'll come out in february 2025 um we're launching some new podcasts in 2024 um, i'm going to be doing an individual podcast called bleeding out the jason redmond show and it's going to be you know i don't I don't always get to just speak my mind, but this show is going to be that. And I want to have people on there who are willing to speak their mind. It's about bleeding out the truth. You know, hey, pull away all the facades, man. Stop, you know, mm-hmm. don't tell me you never watched Netflix. Tell me what your favorite show is. You know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. You're, you're a successful dude. We need to stop fucking creating this idea that perfectionism is the way to find success. Perfectionism is going to lead you to a chair with a gun in your mouth. Do so. one man I, it,
1: and that's the thing, bro. it's like you see it all the time we can go down the road with with these social media influencers again, you know you're talking about be real like, I would love to be on that show if it's appropriate for you because if you if you look at any everything I've ever done, I've always told the truth like I do not bullshit i I cannot stand it. you know there's a lot of people out there that are talking about, hey, I fire my employees if they don't have six packs. I give them. This amount of time to get a six pack. I, you know, I only spend twenty minutes a day with my kids because I need to work on my business. It's like, what? What are we talking about? And if people are really watching, people know who I'm talking about right
0: now. And yeah. I don't give
1: a shit. I don't. I don't care. Like, I, I, I honestly don't care. Like when we talk about speaking the tr- the truth, I've been approached by that camp. Hey, would you want him on the show? No, I don't want him on the show. I don't. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't. Because I'd rather have dudes like you. I've dudes like you that have actually done shit and that are genuine people because I can smell bullshit through a, through a phone. Well, right? and you know, what's
0: funny is <laughs> one of the reasons I want to do the show is for years I was kind of like, I got to be careful of what I say. Yep. And some of that comes from two part, you know, we learn from our past. Mm-hmm. So military, uh, there were certain parts that I, you know, as a, as a military officer, you know, there were certain opinions I had to keep to myself. Yeah. Um, political opinions, you mm-hmm. have to keep to yourself. Um, I ran a nonprofit. It was the same way. So there are certain things, and I think our political landscape is a shit show now. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I look forward to, um, I want to be smart. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be just an idiot in the things that I say, but I also want to be able to have a, a platform that I can just talk about the things I believe in and hopefully bring other people on that do the same. Uh, hence the idea of Bleed Now. So we got that coming. We got some other, my wife and I are going to be launching a relationship podcast. We got the speaker training that we're going to be launching. If anybody out there is like, man, if you have a great story, um, and especially if you are in the law enforcement, fire or military space, and you got a story and you want to be a, um, and you want to be a, um, you know, you think you could be a good speaker, come to our training uh one of my superpowers i'm really good at listening to people deliver a message and helping you craft it or figure out what are the parts of your background that maybe i, I teach a, when i speak i do something called story with a purpose mm-hmm. so i have a point and then i tell a story to relate the purpose to reinforce that point point. and i have hundreds of these so they're modular so i'm able to pick and choose based on the speeches that i'm delivering um so that uh so that I can you know deliver to whatever company is looking for what they're looking for, and I want to teach other people how to do that
1: are you are you specifically just doing law enforcement or you know military or are you able to do someone like me like are you are are you going to yeah
0: we're opening it up to everybody. We have a speaker's bureau that we launched called eagle rise and and we are focusing a little bit, although that may expand, so yeah. I want to help anybody and we want to. We want to provide, uh, uh, teach you about branding, about speaker pricing, mm-hmm. about getting out there. And I also want to be honest with people. I mean, if you come, you're going to have to deliver a speech at our uh, at our summit, That's and awesome. we're going to record it. And some people, I'm going to say, hey, man, you're not ready yet. Yeah, you need, to, you need to go get some more reps in like anything else. Here's how you can do it. You know, go speak at some schools, go speak at a Rotary Club. But mm-hmm. you need to get in front of an audience, and you need to work on it because right now you're not there. You know, yeah. nobody... Unfortunately, no one's going to hire you. Uh, you're not at the professional level yet, but yeah, that's it's,
1: okay. It, you, know, it, it, you know, it's funny because, you know, you, when I started doing speaking engagements, you think it's going to be so easy because like, man, I, I'm eloquent. I can speak well. But when you get the people in front of you, like, it's, a, it's a different story, right? And I, I remember speaking at uh, this lift program in a local prep school and there was 300 middle school kids. I thought my conversation sucked. Jason. Like it was I'm like mortified when I left. I call my wife, I'm like, oh my God, it was so bad. And it was so good. I watched it, you know, two weeks later when I was recently like, okay, cool, man. It's so good. And then I used that as one of my videos that I submitted to, you know, TED Talk. And, you know, I would imagine after that conversation in March, my speaking brands gonna, you know, obviously go a little higher. So I'm I'm interested in what you're doing because, you know, ultimately I want to be in Hawaii speaking for Google at their performance trips, right? Like that's the, that's the route I'm going for. So, you know, when you talk about the bulk of your, your revenue stream coming from, uh, you know, public speaking, like, dude, that's, that's where I want to go too. you know, there's a lot of different things that, that I'm doing. And I would actually love to have you when I open up my big uh, my big facility here, I'd like to have you at the grand opening, man, that shit would be badass. We're gonna Yeah, man. We're gonna have to figure we'll, uh, out.
0: We'll take a look at what's going on the calendar at that point, but
1: yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna be a little ways out. We're going through the uh, the planning right now, and the same thing that you're going through, so it's gonna be some time. But I'll definitely keep you posted. But dude, I appreciate you coming on. Um, real quick before you head out, I'm gonna have all your links in the show notes to where people can go and uh, you know follow you and, and see what you have going on. But how? What's the best way they can get a hold of your people if they want to work with you on their on leadership fitness anything
0: uh, go to JasonRedmond.com. so from there social media links and all that there's a contact us whether it's speaking or you just want to contact us for something else um, so yeah um,
1: cool. one other
0: thing that i got going that i want to say be on the lookout for is i've invested in a new um, whiskey seltzer company called patriot seltzer Uh, America Seltzer, and uh, really excited, having some fun with that. So we will be launching that. Hopefully, right now we're targeting the New Jersey and the Virginia markets, uh, but we want to turn this into a national brand. Uh, It it tastes good, it looks good. We're also giving back 5% of every sale. For We have different genres. We have four flavors. Each flavor will represent military, law enforcement, fire, and then uh, medical first responder and and five percent of the proceeds will go back to a nonprofit, but we uh we we want it to be fun and all about the foundations of america and freedom and opportunity so we uh keep an eye on if you want uh if any of you enjoy the black rifle coffee content that uh those guys put out we're basically we're we're trying to duplicate some of that style just kind of fun in your face and having having a good time so we got we filmed a whole bunch of content last week and nice. uh, we'll, be, we'll be putting that out.
1: Well, keep me posted on it, man. I'm, I'm here for it and I'll share whatever I need to for you, help you get that
0: message out. And uh, when's it launching? You know? Uh, in the spring of 2024 is when we should have it in the stores. So, and like I said, it'll probably just be the New Jersey and Virginia markets first, unless, of course, we get a larger distribution that says, hey, we want to put this in other places. So oh, cool. uh, we're navigating all those waters right now.
1: Hell yeah, man. Well, look, dude, I appreciate you hopping on and giving the audience uh, a little bit of red and some guidance on leadership and how they can take ownership of their life. So I appreciate you, brother. And, uh, you know, it was great to meet you. And thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Sean, likewise, man. All right, man. All right, guys. Hey, you heard it. Share this episode. It's the 100th episode. As you know, it's not a small feat. There's been a lot of work and love has gone into this project, The Determined Society, and having amazing guests like Jason on the show. So um, share it out and let us know what you think. Until next time, stay determined, y'all. Peace. Southwest Florida is one of the most beautiful places on the planet to live. For those of you that are thinking of moving from other states to come to Florida, or even just moving to a different part of the state, I want you to think of a big, beautiful, luxury home. Contact Legacy Luxury Builders. They are a family-owned and operated luxury residential construction company. As a family-owned business, they believe in the power of building not just homes, but legacies. Contact Legacy Luxury Builders. The nightmare of feeling like you'll never measure up, of constant second guessing and self-doubt. It eats away at you and destroys your confidence. I've been there too, feeling like I didn't belong on the field with my teammates. But it doesn't have to stay that way. I used to compare myself to everyone around me. I thought that no matter how hard I worked, I'd never be as good as the other guys. It killed myself to me. I now help athletes develop an elite mindset so comparison no longer controls them. We teach techniques to cut out the negative self-talk and unlock your full potential. Imagine stepping into the box when it counts the most and feeling totally confident in your ability. Feeling invincible instead of insecure, ready to seize the opportunity instead of shrinking from it. That's the mindset I help athletes develop. Don't waste another minute on comparison and self doubt. Take control of your mindset and become the confident, unstoppable competitor you were meant to be. DM or comment below, get started with Edge and transform. The
0: Social media is a critical part of your game. Our easy to use app takes the hassle and guesswork out of posting and our innovative marketing strategy will get you noticed. It's time to break away from the crowd and stand out. Start your athlete narrative today.